Hello, and welcome to Two Brothers Talking About Four Brothers. That's uh, partly what it is. <laughs> That's where you've arrived. Yeah, we've arrived. Actually, welcome uh, to the Arkin Brothers Talk About Four Other Brothers. Yes, the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies. I'm Matthew. I'm Tony. And we're going to talk tonight about Four Brothers, starring Mark Wahlberg and a whole bunch of other people, and directed by John Singleton. So stay tuned. Why wouldn't they? Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win and Matthew, and Matthew should win and Tony. But in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime, the Arkin brothers talk about movies. I need some toilet paper. I ran out. Oh, that's what nice. The... That's a nice new addition. Uh, what was that from? <laughs> I have no idea what. You don't that know was... what. You don't even know what that is. Oh yes, it's from. It's from. It's me doing the imitation of saying that I could have played the guy who needed the toilet paper from the game. The game. Yes. Oh, hello, goat. Oh, hello, goat. Hello, goat. Um, Hey, welcome to the show. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about a movie. We're two brothers. Um, we're in the middle of Punching Brothers Month here in the Arkin, Arkin Brothers uh, Studios. And Movies we're talking about, about a movie that I think we have some expertise in, since we are two-fourths of four brothers ourselves. Yeah, we have, we have uh, some understanding of the territory. Yeah. I think the they're a little tougher than we are. I don't think we could take them. You okay. and me and Adam and Jed, I don't think we could take those guys. Well, with Adam and Jed, we stand a better chance. Let's I mean with their key, they would be key to the taking these guys uh, you know situation. Hmm. I don't know about this. I don't know about this cocktail that I made. I made a cocktail in honor of the movie tonight. This is the Four Brothers cocktail that I made. It, it doesn't look like anything but something on the rocks. It is. Well, it's a mixture of four things on the rocks. Batch 22 for Mark Wahlberg is the star of the drink because he's the star of the movie. Then there is uh, Mezcal for uh, La Vida Loca, the, the brother who's going out with Sofia Vergara, who they call La Vida Loca. Then there's grapefruit liqueur, because grape... Hello, sorry to interrupt. We are not live. Oh, interesting. Matt, Matt Matthew, you um, you you scheduled the live stream as unlisted, so nobody can look at it. Oh, so I guess we need to fix that. Hold yeah, on a so second. I, I can I can go ahead and change it to public right now. However, uh, we should start again. Maybe that would yeah. be best. So we'll end it and come back in. No, because then I'd have to. You know what? Let's just go live and we'll apologize. And uh, the people on the podcast will get to listen to this whole silliness. All right. We are. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So special. Okay. Uh, uh, let us know when we're live, though, because uh, this is very embarrassing. Um, 
You're live. You're live. We're live. Oh now, my uh, God. We're live. Now we're well, live. There yeah. Beginning. There was a great beginning to this show that everybody missed on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> because I messed up again. Um, okay. You know what's amazing? We have producers now, and I and and I I still can't do anything right. Well, don't blame um, them for this. I'm not blaming them. What's What's great is that if um, yeah, Sophia is saying this was a train wreck. Um, <laughs> if we didn't have producers, you and I would have sat here for an entire hour. Thinking that would we have been amazing. <laughs> no, we wouldn't have. It's because at some point, Mom would have texted one of us and said. What's going on? Where's the what's happening? Where's the show? Why aren't why aren't you guys doing the show? Which um, happened last week because I was sick last week and couldn't do the show. And so right. we postponed it. And I, I was it was a busy day and I'd forgotten to call the fans and tell them that we were postponing. <laughs> you forgot to call the fan. Yes. So she was like 20 <laughs> after and she was like, What is going on? Oh my god. Where is the show? Oh, this is so embarrassing. So, so I was describing my drink. I was describing my drink, the Four right. Brothers cocktail that I made in honor of Four Brothers. So I'm going to try and make a cocktail every week in honor of the movie. And this is Batch 22 because it's the star, like Mark Wahlberg. Mezcal right. for La Vida Loca, the brother who's going out with Sofia Vergara, who they refer to as La Vida Loca. Grapefruit liqueur because grapefruit sounds like something healthy that you'd have for breakfast for the family guy. And then an absinthe rinse because absinthe is kind of fancy and show busy, like the brother who wanted to be a famous rock musician and did, did <laughs> drugs and such, uh, more absinthe. Uh, all of that over a nice big rock. And uh, it's not the best thing I've ever tasted. It's not the worst. Well, you're honest. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that was the best idea to to announce that it wasn't good. <laughs> on the um, well, on all the, the, the the batch twenty two, all the ingredients are good. It's alone they're great together. They are not my talents as a mixologist. Sometimes leave something to be desired, but that's that's what it's like when you're trying to create drinks. You you take some chances. We uh, we have a lot of great cocktails with batch twenty two. We uh, have had some failures as we're trying to come up with our stuff. We have some Batch 22 news that I haven't shared with you. I wanted to share it with you live on the air. What's happening? We won a gold medal at the New Orleans Spirits competition yesterday. Congratulations, my God. And then today, yes. we won best in class at the San, at the New Orleans Spirits Festival. Are you bullshitting which, me? Oh, no, not shitting you. Which means we're eligible tomorrow. We'll find out if we win Spirit of the Year in our class. And and you're now eligible for an Academy Award. An Academy Award as well. Yeah, these yeah. are nominate. These are yeah nominating. But not in the not in a technical category. I'm not eligible. Okay. Yeah. Hey, that's amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Wow. Excited. Yeah. Now, so, how many? So, how many awards is that? You won three, two awards. We've won two. We've been in two competitions, and we won uh, two out of two. We've won medals, high high honors in both of them. Pretty excited. That's amazing. That's, I think oh, well, Seagram's, I mean, Seagram's is going to be knocking on the door any day now. They may be. That's how this stuff works, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think they may wait a little while. Um, but uh, and then had a. Big week this week because la last weekend I got to go 
to the Amazon Prime. Yes, there we go. It's a photograph of me with our producer, Sophia, at the Amazon Prime and with the showrunner, Chris Rogers. The not Amazon, our showrunner. Not our showrunner. Uh, the showrunner for Paper Girls. Uh, and there I am with my tree head. I had a special tree headdress that was created for me by the stylist. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, yeah, these are some nice photos of the Amazon Prime Entertainment Weekly Party at the Hard Rock Cafe during <laughs> Comic-Con. And there we are being crazy. That's great. That's um, great. And it looks it was, like a nice bash. Look, everybody's having fun. Everybody's having a cocktail. It was um, quite an evening. Many cocktails. Uh, Star-studded evening. You know who was there? Well, I know. I texted, uh, I texted you a photograph. Was, uh, oh, well, Matt Berry was there. Matt Berry was there. Unto Ponce. Toast yeah. of London himself. Yeah, very exciting. Um, and Alexis was there, I guess, as well. Alexis producer, was Alexis, there. Our producer. Was Elia there? I don't remember. Elia was it. outside trying to break in. Ah. Um, I have to, like, was, bite you or something. Yeah. A, ma was, a man after my own heart. When we got there, because security was so tight, they brought us in through what I refer to as the Bobby Kennedy entrance. Um you know, they brought yes. us, which is a joke the, that does not flag you at all by no, anybody. Not, not, no, no, nobody. <laughs> this show um, is so yanked right now. I can't believe it. <laughs> Did I tank the whole show? I just think that they're 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 going to stop us. For, is that dark? Why is that thing. dark to call it that? It is. I don't know if it's dark. it's dark. It also potentially illegal to say things like that. I don't think no. We have we used we we used to have we free speech to. in this country. Exactly. We might again. We might again. So it's oh, a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long time ago, Boomer. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> wow. Um, so that was pretty amazing. But what everybody listening should know, if you're listening live. Paper Girls premieres tonight. It drops uh, at midnight East Coast time, uh, nine o'clock uh, West Coast time, I believe. You can go on Amazon Prime and watch it. I was just uh, finishing up dinner, relaxing before the show. Amelia and I were flipping around and went to see, like, is it dropped yet? And there it was. It's so there. I, I actually saw like the first five minutes of the first show just because I wanted to see. I was too curious not okay. to. So if you're it's watching there, us, if you're watching us right now, turn us off and go watch paper. I'll like bite you or something. Move, move, move! Let's get out of here. Oh, good lord, there are future robots. Nice knowing you, I guess. Future you is not all that bad. She did give you that rad shirt, which says "dumb" on it. Yeah, it, on it's improv, great. that line which says dumb on it on improv, genius improv, I think, by Sophia. It made the trailer. Yeah. That's intense. Cracks me That's up. That's intense, Sophia. Um, the show looks great. It looks like uh I mean, what can I say other than it looks like a show I would watch regardless of knowing anybody in it? Yeah, if I didn't know I'd if I didn't it. know you, I would be there watching it. Can't wait. Very, Very exciting. exciting. That's what yeah, I'm gonna we just... do tonight after the show. Because uh, you're done watching The Outer Limits. Uh, no, not done watching The Outer Limits. Oh, you're not, and, or and the, the sweater, the sweater I'm detective. still watching this, the sweater detective, <laughs> which is the sequel to the, the detective in a vest. The Argyle Diaries. <laughs> I do love my British detectives. What can I tell you? Yeah. 
I'm watching Endeavor now, which is uh, a prequel to uh, Inspector uh, Morse. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wait. Oh, right. I'm done. <laughs> you hate me. No, I like an occasional British show. Uh, occasionally. Uh, a occasional, British crime yeah. show. Yeah, they're great. Uh, I've... Uh, there's a great series of movies called the, I think it's called the Red Riding series. You, you know about those films? That's a series. I think they were made for television, actually, where it may have been like a, a three part television extravaganza, which they kind of released here as three movies. Right. And uh, it's really good stuff. You Is might it really British? dig it. Is it British? Yeah, it's British crime. And it's Spain. It's like one, it's three, it's, it's a case that they tried to crack for. 10, 15 years. And so it spans the different divisions over the, like in the seventies and the eighties and then the early nineties that tried to crack this case and deals with police corruption. And it's really good. True story. I believe so. Yeah. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't like true things. Moving onward. No, um, <laughs> I, uh, I have uh, been sick and I did not have the, uh, I didn't have the COVIDs. Um, but let's put it this way. I feel like no one's really talking about the fact that like the common cold has been doing some exercises. It's oh, been really? going to the gym. Really? Yeah. Cause I didn't have a fever. I didn't have like that level of flu. I had a bad cold, like, and it was horrible. It was really, really, really awful. I mean, no symptom that was like, you know, nearly like going to the hospital i was fine but i just didn't want to really live or be alive for that week well i don't all. recall ever hearing you sound the way you sounded when you called me last week i got a call from from anthony last week about four hours before showtime saying i don't i don't think that i can um mm. uh, I it was terrible yeah this sounded like um who was that character, Blind Baby, on on one of the some old comedy album, the Cheech and Chong, or one of the comedy oh. albums had the guy, oh, Blind Blind Baby, the the the, the musician who comes in like with, Tom um, Waits, Blind Baby. I was mm. doing my Tom Waits impersonation. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. So I was very sick, and uh, so watched a lot of stuff, you know, just random stuff. Which Did you was watch fun. watch Woodworthy Manor? No, what is going on? <laughs> Woodworthy Manor was um, what they called, um, well, what's that show, the British show that everybody was watching? The Crown or the... No, the... Downton Abbey? Downton Abbey. What Woodworthy Manor was what they called Downton Abbey on How I Met Your Mother. They were all watching Woodworthy Manor. You are hitting references tonight that I am, I am, I am utterly baffled. Like, we live really? on different different I, I haven't seen anything of anything we've talked about <laughs> well you know hello goat Please. saw that <laughs> yeah should we talk about this movie sure yeah. we're, we're a quarter of an hour into a one-hour show about yeah movie, well about considering movie. i have no, nothing interesting to say at all because i've been saying more about your and i haven't been going to parties and i haven't been going to comic-con <laughs> and i haven't been enjoying myself out on the west coast 
Um, yeah. <laughs> there another picture. I have no stories party. that are interesting or worth talking about. So let's let's just get into it, shall we? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, those are great photos. What a night that was. Sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> yes. Well. Okay. All right. Four it, brothers. Four of them. Count them. Two and two. Two and two. Zip up your mouth, Jeremiah. You grow up in a barn? You want to That's the weirdest part of this not weird movie. It's strange yeah. because there are a couple of moments that are that are like record scratchingly. What? What? Yeah. One in and particular then that we're then, going to address. Yeah, There's and then one. they're and then they're gone, and then it's like a normal movie. But yeah. but you can't forget these moments happen. Yeah, there's one record scratching scene in this that we're gonna mm. we're gonna get to. But you want to give the uh, the thumbnail sketch? Sure. Uh, why not? Um, this this is a, a 2005 kind of ac crime action comedy drama caper about uh, four. Um, Four young men who were raised in a rough neighborhood by a foster mom, and they were the the four toughest kids that she had. She raised a lot of kids, but she was they were the hardest cases. She couldn't get rid of them. She fostered kids and placed them in adoption, but she couldn't get rid no of them. One no one wanted would take them. them at all. And these uh, these young guys grow up and they leave the nest and then uh, the movie begins when sadly uh, their foster mother played by the wonderful Fionnula Flanagan um, is, uh, is killed in a terrible shootout at a, at a local bodega. And um, they come together at her funeral and they come back to the old house and they, they kind of hang out for the first time together in a while. And uh, what do you think? They, this is a Mark Wahlberg movie. So I think it's a revenge picture. They come. They back. decide to uh, kick gas in town. Yeah, in Detroit. <laughs> yep, they are um, going to find the guys who done it. They're going to maximum ugly. Yeah, they don't have a lot of faith in the in the local constabulary. Um, Terrence Howard plays Lieutenant Green, who, who with his partner uh, Detective Fowler, played by um, the wonderful Josh, Josh Charles. Charles. Um, uh, are kind of an inept, potentially uh, um, corrupt policemen on a very corrupt force who the kids know are never going to find the killer of their mother. So they go, uh, they go do this on their own. Mark Wahlberg, of course, just got out of jail. Um, Tyrese Gibson just got out of the army or the Marines. Yeah, they don't really make that clear, or maybe I wasn't paying attention. <sighs> Um, Andre 3000, who plays another one of the brothers, uh, doesn't get out of anywhere. He's been in town helping out mom, trying He's to do the right thing. He's a family man. He's a family man try, going straight, trying to build, you know, a life and some investments, a and real then, estate deal. Then you've got some, uh, white young man who doesn't have a lot of lines named Jack. I think he's a brother as well. He doesn't do a lot, uh, or say much, but he's around. He has problems. He had drug problems. He wants to be a musician. There's questions about his sexuality that the other brothers make fun of him a lot for. But by gosh, by gum, they are going to find the the people who killed their mom. All right. And they set mom in, up. They set her up. 
you know, I, I just for the record, I mean, just a sensitive issue, but they're not, I don't think they're actually implying that they're wondering about his sexual orientation. This is actually made clear in the movie that, I mean, the horrible part of this, and, and what's great about the movie is that there's a very dark, realistic, you know, part of this, but that he was, um, he was, he was, sexually, abused, abused. He was sexually abused as a kid. And yeah. that is part of the same ribbing that he went through then because of that and his brothers still do yeah glad i made that very clear <laughs> for some reason i thought he is a congressman compared to what they would have been there we go yeah um, so uh you know um uh the, so they get they go to get revenge and what do you know it turns out it's yeah. more complicated than they thought. It you wasn't, know, it wasn't a random shooting. It's not such a random shooting after yeah, all, was it? Not after all. Um, I will strange. say that I'm. I enjoy. I really had a good time here. But the idea that there was a deeper that this went, I, I just didn't. I decided to ignore that part of it because it didn't really make a lot of sense. Yeah. To me. Let's just say there are plot holes in this movie that you could drive trucks through. Yeah. And there are I plot holes that you could drive season 20 of Law and Order through. Yeah. And yet I loved this movie. I had a great time watching it. Me too. Movie. Okay. Me too. Um, I'd watch it again it, right now. What was it that you first, because I know very clearly what it was where I first said, oh my gosh, I'm going to enjoy this. Um, did you get lucky? The I minute did. I realized. I guess it was around the funeral when they all started gathering again and all the, the guys came back and met each other. The brothers met each other again. Uh, and it was certainly by Thanksgiving dinner that I realized, oh, I'm going to like this movie. Um, but there was earlier than that, because I think if you love uh, noir movies mm -hmm. and you love like 70s That's um, exploitation exactly 70s That's exploitation exactly movies or I black exploitation movies yeah You're, I you just myself, get it right there and it's great i said very earlier on i'm watching a movie that was made in the 70s yeah john yeah. singleton made a 70s movie it looks like a 70s movie yeah. it, things are dirty it looks like and not an know, expensive 70s movie like a kind of a dirty kind of a cheap but well-made 70s action movie it, it looks like french connection and those, yeah. those kind of movies that were just made i mean well made but gritty and dirty and not designed within an inch of their lives yeah the it, it, you're uh, yeah we've we, we've had the same response and 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 i i knew that you know the script is is actually it's it, it was really in harmony with the script because the script is definitely that kind of a movie it's it's a old-fashioned it's it's apparently um a remake of the sons of katie elder which is a western so it's also got this western quality of it yeah. about it um i mean the minute you say that you can instantly see just oh of course it's the same situation you've seen in the in probably a thousand westerns but yeah. it's literally the sons of katie elder here yeah um so it's got this this sensibility from the writing and also john singleton who i know from our notes called this movie uh what was like a saturday night special just like this is this is what it is it's not too complicated he didn't want to make it what it you know something more fancy than it than it is he really got that energy perfectly so um i'm glad you liked it because pretty quickly i was like 
wow, except for these two strange, oddly placed moments in the movie, which I don't, I don't, I, I, we got to figure out. Um, oh, now I know, I know one of them were talking about the same thing. The, the, the mother appearing at the dinner. Yes. Does the other moment you're talking about involve a commode? Yes. Okay. Well, all right. We're on the same page as to the two scenes that were problematic. <laughs> and and it's like, and problematic is a good word to use because they weren't deal breakers. No. I mean, well, I'm actually... <laughs> the... <laughs> You but could see, have lifted that bathroom scene out of the movie. We should explain what this is for our viewers. It's it's a scene in which they're, I think they maybe are trying to convey the jocularity and comfort that brothers who grew up in a, in a rough neighborhood, a house together. But there is a long scene in which Matthew, Mark Wahlberg is on the toilet one of the brothers is in the shower and Tyrese Gibson comes in and wants to know what this thing is on his, on his Johnson. He has something that he wants them to check out. <laughs> and, and it's a long scene. It's, it, it, it's a long scene. It's like a five to six page scene. And apparently it took them two days to film it. Yeah. And, and you do kind of wonder what's going on, but I, I, but I, it, again, it's not a deal breaker for me. There, there was something about it that was, um, uh, Hey, Steven Jules, Mark from Bros 89. Yes. This film always struck me as almost lots of things. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it is great. almost lots that of things. Great phrase. <laughs> well said. Um, yeah. Uh, it's strange that, uh, but I like the fact that it that it was it was uh, I don't know I I don't know why I didn't find it like a deal breaker for me no not definitely not a deal breaker and even it might have been a deal breaker for me to perform it I might have been like no I'm quitting now I'm quitting the movie <laughs> but I would have done the Mark Wahlberg stuff I would I would have sat there on the toilet I would have done that well but I'm I, I'm shameless I'll do you it. are shameless look yeah. at what you've done. Hello, goat. I think your stick is crooked and the weight is off. So I liked the fact that it was kind of an extreme version of like just how brothers are with each other. Although I'd never do any of those things near you. I'd never, I'm not, I'm not going to do that with you or, <laughs> or my brothers. So I don't, oh. I don't know how truthful that is. Oh, I don't know. I feel so sad now. Well, I got to rip the bandaid off, <laughs> you know? I don't want you to be under any of the illusion of that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So where where do you uh, how are you on the uh, on Marky Mark here? How are you on the old uh, Mark Wahlberg? You know, I got. Brother. I I always really enjoy Mark Wahlberg, and there are only a couple of moments in here where I felt like he was called on to do things that aren't necessarily in his wheelhouse. Like, no. like cry. Um, Empathize. But, yeah. I thought you was a macho man, a tough guy. Yeah, there you go. When he's doing that stuff, I, I love him. You know, I want to I want to see him and, and, and Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck all being those Boston, Chicago 
they offered this to Ben Affleck and to Matt Damon and everybody turned it down. Everybody turned it down. Yeah. But uh, I, I enjoy watching him. Yeah, I do too. I mean, I, I, I agree that there are always, um, no, no, that's not true because there have been, I think a few performances. I think that he nailed consistently. Um, oh yes. Uh, Brad Pitt and Vin Diesel also were considered and they also turned this, this role down. Wow. Everybody um, turned it down. A lot of people turn it down. And, and, and I, I, I kind of, um, it kind of makes me like Wahlberg and his performance here even more because he's such the, he's like the underdog here. Yeah. And yet I can't think of anybody else in this part. Like I literally can't. No. The only person I, they mentioned that I think could have been good in it is, I mean, that's not, they were all great actors, but I mean, like who would have nailed it would have been Jeremy Renner at the time. Jeremy but, Renner could pull it off. But even him, there's something so fun to watch Mark Wahlberg being cocky. It's very Jimmy Cagney. It's very yeah. truthful, you know, and very like, you know, he 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 clearly uh, he's not faking that stuff. Smacks him ugly. You know, I'm going to say uh, that's one of my favorite lines in the movie, by the way. I have that written down as a favorite line. I'm going to say, you know, they offered this role to so many people and I, they all turned it down. I'm going to go on record and say that had they had they gotten down to me on the list, I would have done it. I would have taken the part. Well, you ju- you would have done the bathroom scene. That could have been yeah. what a lot of people were like. <laughs> yeah, the, the teeth. Um, so I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, I, there's, did you anticipate that I was going to be a thumbs down on this? Did, is that what you thought? I did. Well, I really didn't know how you were going to land on it. I, I thought there was a good chance that you could have just been dismissive of it because it's a lightweight movie. It's not, you know, it, 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 it's, um, Who are you talking to here. I'm, I'm Mr. Lightweight. Uh, dresses. <laughs> You know, I, well, it doesn't have that movie's panache and, and <laughs> you know, charm, clearly. Um, no, I don't know. I, I, I didn't. Uh, I somehow I didn't know that you would you would dig it, but I, I should have because it has that. Um, it has that, you know, dirty detective novel kind of crime novel vibe that yeah. that you like, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, look, we can. It, 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 it's it's too easy to say it's fluffy because it, it, there is more to this movie than I think um, we've been, we've been uh, advising people about. I think that there's so many interesting contradictions in it that it, that somebody was really thinking here. Um, you know, like it's, it's a really dirty movie and very violent and they're not nice guys, really. You know, they they do some terrible, terrible things. They do Greatest terrible. Mother Ford degenerate bastards ever had. They, but it's also a movie about love. You know, and it's uh, it's really funny, but it's essentially about grieving. So it's this funny movie about grief, and it's a really dirty, mean movie about love, and it's like a socialist movie about street crime. Because it really is a socialist union pro pro union movie, also. Yep. And all these weird things about it kind of make it feel really on purpose and and maybe a little deeper than it it appears because Singleton isn't over directing it. You know, he's really not. He's just allowing this to be a fun action movie with all these themes in it that 
stay with you. And I, I've really kind of thought about the movie ever since. Favorite. There's some great sequences in this too. There's some great. gems, little, little, great. you know, yeah. the, the whole sequence where they're trying to get that guy to talk and he escapes out the window, climbing down that rope and they chop it off and he falls and breaks his back. And they're down there in the snow. First of all, we got to mention that the movie was shot in the winter in, in Detroit, in Detroit. Um, or was some of it shot in in or in Toronto. Ottawa? It was in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, that's in Toronto. Right. But but doubling for Detroit and just it was shot in the winter. It was fr- it, there's it a looked, lot of snow in this movie, and apparently it's real. None of it. Yeah, none of yeah. it's fake. That the, the so, so they they're saying we're going to leave you here to die in this in the snow, and nobody will find you. I mean, it's just that sequence is fantastic. The car chase, one of the best car chases I've ever seen. The snow was, and it was real snow. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And that was, and that's what I mean by old seventies, may seventies movie. It gets me mad, actually, that you know Singleton, who is, uh, he's a he was a famous director, obviously deservedly so, ended up doing a lot more television than uh, than features, which I think for fans of boys in the hood were a little surprised at being a breaking out as a writer director and then kind of becoming a TV director. Right. Um, But it makes sense because his work is so journeyman. It's so like those Bonanza episodes that Tarantino was talking about, you know, like it's, it's about somebody who just knows how to make a movie without, without any fancy stuff. It's just, it's it's mean and it's lean and it's and it's basically shot with one lens. They're not they don't change the look of it all the time. They they shot it quickly, I think. And um, it it just it you know it makes me miss those visceral kind of experiences because a lot of movies just don't feel that way anymore. They and don't stuff feel in that car chase. That I don't know how they did it. I mean, either no. That's what I'm saying. It makes <laughs> it makes me upset that 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 it isn't like, I don't know why I didn't just see that, why I just saw this movie and I'm just now falling in love with this car chase. I should have loved this car chase since 2005. Yeah. You know, I don't know why it's reputation at least even, before, just for, even before then, before they made, before the it was even made. Like, yeah. That's uh that's saying a lot, but um, I mean, you know, I like this movie. I don't, I'm not crazy about it, but maybe I am crazy about it. I don't know. I may, I may end up loving this movie. I may see this in, in six months again and decide like, no, this is an under, this is a classic. This is an absolute unheralded classic. A lot of interesting stuff in it. There is, there is, um, there is race uh, stuff in this movie that I don't think you could do today. Um, maybe you know, characters saying like Wahlberg says the N word a few times in the movie. I don't think you get away with that no, today. You could not. And, uh, and can- no, let's put it this way. He maybe so if if you know you got to remember he this was in the hands of John Singleton who at that time was a big deal. So if he's a, right. if he says it's okay in that case, then maybe. Yeah. Uh, that could still be the case, but unfortunately he's not around right now. And in the context of the movie and the relationships between those brothers, it never stands out. Um, Um, No. Well, I mean, they're, they're horrible to each other 
in a great way. Hey, like, right. Sophie, why don't you do me a favor, clean up some of this shit, make yourself useful. Nice. Hey. It, it, honestly, it's the treatment of the treatment of the women in the movie is the problem. Let's yeah. face it. It's <laughs> the, you know, yeah. there's plenty of brotherhood between white people and black people in this movie, but there's yeah. a lot of problems with with the female characters. La vida loca. The that yeah. is. Yeah. A, you know, I mean, she's great, but she's she's really leaning into a character that I don't know that she would want to lean into today. Maybe right. That she's way, spectacular. But she's great in it. Um, the, you know, I got to say everybody in the movie but is great. I mean, to cast you would tell Ejiofor, who's one of the most like sensitive, you know, emotional uh, dudes to cast him as this scene chewing bad guy was brilliant. He's yeah. great. The scene where he makes his henchmen get down on the floor and eat food off the floor like a dog. And, and then, then makes, makes his, his wife, wife do You want to come in my restaurant and eat? Go ahead. Eat, dog. Eat. Eat. That's a That's good boy. Bullshit. Shut your mouth, bitch. I'll put you down there with him. Wrap that shit up good. Oh, man. That it's, is a it's rough a great, scene. It's a great scene. Um... Edgy Four is great. I mean, uh, it, it's just full of great performances. Barry Shabaka Henley is 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 fantastic. Um, Jernard Burks is great as the guy who has to eat dinner off the floor. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, all, the brothers are all good, but the surrounding characters are also are just great. Josh Charles, who also knows he's in a noir gangster movie, I love yeah. that. Yeah. He, he's like plays the worst guy, and um does a great job i mean it's full of fun stuff and again it's not showy you know no and in terms of you know you, you keep you keep mentioning noir the most noir line in the movie to me is when when um when terrence howard first sees mark Wahlberg and says uh it's good to see you back for the funeral and mark Wahlberg says i didn't come back for the funeral and that's that's when you know, like, okay, this yeah. is a revenge movie. Yeah, here we it's, go. It's an, it's a great it's a great like you know uh, what's the, what's the word for it? It's like a little a Japanese haiku about yeah. being a tough guy, right at that yeah. little moment. Yeah. Um, and it's full of those things. It's full of things that please noir fans and and hard boiled detective fans. I think um, the people that wrote it and made it knew their stuff your hair um, scumbag take it off victor <laughs> sweet's dead body soundtrack now i don't really care about soundtracks most of the time because like who cares okay you don't mention the soundtrack here we go here we go now yeah steven jules i was just i was just going into it it's it's got one of the best like when you're thinking old school when they used to put the record out after the movie came out and it was just right. basically great hit after hit from the 70s that you hadn't heard in a while this is a great soundtrack that's oh. a damn beautiful sound yeah okay that, now i want to ask you something because i had a prediction that you were going to object to the music in this movie no why um because i thought it was relying on the music to do some of the work that the filmmaking was already doing i uh i see there your was point another movie i'm forgetting what movie it was where you uh where you were saying 
Why were they using all those damn songs in this movie? What right did they have to use those songs in the, what movie was that? That was loaded with, it was just um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it's possible I'm a total hypocrite. And it's also possible that <laughs> I didn't really like the songs in that film and didn't gotcha. feel the songs actually helped or they just kind of laid there. In this case, I think, you know, in this case, this is kind of a soundtracky kind of movie. And a guy like Singleton, I think of him and guys like Tarantino and Scorsese in a little club kind of thinking about like, they're putting soundtrack. They're putting rock songs in their movies. They're putting stuff. Well, let me put my let me put my stuff in. And, and right. at that time, you know, if you had taste, if you had, if you yourself was really had musical taste, or you had an incredible music supervisor, you know, there are certain movies that really like where it was a great symbiotic relationship. I think this was one of those. He also just picked tracks that were, like he said, this was the dark side of of you know Detroit sound. Right. This was like the B-side cuts, the stuff that was a little dirtier. And I agree. And I thought that really, because they weren't, it wasn't track after track of songs that were big hits. They were track after track of things like, oh, I kind of remember that song. Right. So there were I, some choices like, like, you know, Jefferson Airplane wants somebody to love at the beginning. I had no idea what that was doing there. Didn't need it. Look at mine. Didn't need that either. Didn't need that. Did not need that. Don't understand it, in fact. And, and you know, I think she's a brilliant actress. She did not seem comfortable in that sequence to me. Why, why do you think? When there's a room full of strange men objectifying her and a joke she doesn't understand. <laughs> but she's going to play it anyway. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Very nice. Great. A great casting choice for that part i mean kind of like a cartoon version of dear old mom you know in a way like like uh um apparently singleton cast her because she was exactly his english teacher from 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 like elementary school okay cool cool um did you know um i'm gonna go to some of the problems in, that I thought there were in the movie. Uh huh. One was maximum the maximum ugly. Yeah, maximum ugly. I knew at the very beginning of the movie that one of the brothers was going to die and which one it was going to be. Um. Right. Okay. I I knew. Uh, I guess I didn't know. I didn't know, but when it happened, I was like, oh, "Yeah, of course, of course, of course, yeah." There was no, there was zero shock, awe, disappointment, surprise, regret when that happened. I, I, I hate to admit this, but it was, it was a brother they picked that I just didn't care about. Yeah, and if they had come to me and said, uh, if they'd li lined them all up against a wall and turned to me and put a gun to my head and say, okay, you got to pick one, one of them's going to die. Yeah. I would have said that one. I mean, I think you. I took the money from mom's insurance. I was going to pay the bribe. Your mother was a whore. Yes, hey, look, fuck you, man. I will kick your... Son of a bitch! Some shit. Oh, yeah, that's where he gets killed, right? Well, yeah, if you want to give stuff away, you can. Um... <laughs> well, I think we give a lot away. In that. Yeah, um... okay. News alert. If you don't want the movie spoiled, don't listen to our show. 
Yeah, I, I didn't care. You know, I really, I just, I gotta say, I really, you're right about this. I didn't care, and I think it's a flaw of the movie. Like, if if this were gonna be a movie that was hitting for greatness, and it really wouldn't have to do a lot, but it would have to have killed somebody you didn't expect, and it would maybe have involved killing, like for instance, Mark Wahlberg's character, my brother, so that the young one had to actually rise up. You know? Yeah. You know, Volvo's are one of the safest cars out there. Because the rest of the movie is fairly light hearted. So it didn't, it's like they didn't really use the extra fuel that killing that brother gave them. They didn't, it, so they might as well kept him alive. And then they would have at least had him, you know, performing with his rock band um, at the wedding. Let's say they get. You know, Levita Loca gets married and he gets to perform at the wedding. I'm remaking the movie right now, which is not a recommended thing for most people. But I think uh, <laughs> you can you know, remake no, the movie. I'm there are just, sections of this movie that you can remake. Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't. That was ineff ineffective. Yeah. But there were things, you know, um, uh, that made up for it. In no running in the hall. That was funny. No running in the hall. I liked. Um, I like the fact that their weapon of choice was gasoline. They just like to throw gasoline on people. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Um, I, um, I'm looking what your, my, my, you know, I was going to ask what your favorite scene was. Did you already say what your favorite uh, scene My is? favorite scene was that car chase in the snow and the, <laughs> yeah, the guy being chopped, his rope being chopped so that he fell into the so good. stories. And I want to talk about line, oh, favorite lines. I had, I liked, uh, I forget who he's talking to, but he's talking to somebody who's Middle Eastern or something. And he says, Hasta Mamaleku. <laughs> at one point, Mark, Mark Wahlberg just he goes, messes it up. Yeah, Hasta Mamaleku. He just you know, can't, just, can't actually pronounce it. So, so oh disrespectful, God. mashing everything together. Um, um, and, and there was a line that was so good in this movie that I actually went to my bullet journal and opened up a page in my bullet journal to start writing down lines, lines and sayings from Mark that movies. From, yeah, no, <laughs> lines or phrases and sayings that I had never heard before that I love. And the line was, and no, it wasn't the gnashing of the teeth, but it was, you keep knocking on the devil's door long enough and sooner or later, somebody's going to answer. My brother. It's a good there, line. Yeah. That's my brother is also a great line. I like to put the cuckoo back in the clock. Put the cuckoo back in the clock. That's a good line. I thought you was a macho man, a tough guy. They were really into having to be tough and macho. And I think they had just enough. Uh, they were poking just enough fun at them to both have kind of like to play both sides of this, where we could look at them and see them as emotionally stunted not very bright troublesome people problematic yeah. people yeah um or terrible people in fact but there were they were just bad enough at this and bumbling enough you know and scrambling through this enough uh for you to kind of like them and and be on their side it was it was that's the thing i think that reminded me most of the 70s about it was that it's it wasn't really interested in making these guys cleaning the them most up. difficult to deal with 
mundane financial matters while your heart still grieves for a loved one. How much do we get? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, they're, they're, um, yeah, they're, they're charmingly, they're ne'er-do-wells, but they're, they're kind of charming. Idiot. Yeah. They're, and they're idiot. idiots and yeah. they're kind of anti-heroes. And I guess that's what it is. We don't really see anti-hero movies a lot as much. My brother. Um, like now this. I'm going to jump in and say something about the cinematography because you're the expert in that, but and I'm sure you're going to have lots more stuff to say. But I love those those low angle shots of the brothers all the time. The camera down low, shooting them as they're walking toward. You know, they shot them from below all the time. Whenever they're you know four guys coming, being tough, love uh-huh. that. Well, you like that myth building stuff, you know? I um, do. Yeah. Uh DP Peter Menzies Jr. I forget what he did. Let me look that up really quickly. I... We have oh. um Yeah, he's a he's done a lot of stuff. He went on that's, to do a so lot of stuff. That's myth building when they shoot you from below. Like it's very western. It's very much the cowboy coming in. Mm-hmm being tough i love that yeah well i mean it's kind of old school traditional way of making a, making people look heroic or menacing or tough or big um is or admirable is to well, i'm gonna start look, shooting look. myself from below i think um it also is a particularly unflattering look on on many people who aren't in as good shape as these four brothers are because they are in good shape dp peter menzies jr I mean, come on. Die Hard with a Vengeance alone. A Time to Kill. Kangaroo Jack. He made a lot of very big, big movies, including Miss Congeniality. Oh. But um, he's a serious DP and also somebody who was in on this. So all that stuff was on purpose. The, the things about it that remind you of a noir or a Western or, you know. Simple, simple. I, I mean, I, I love that. I also just love the, I really think they really only used one lens on this whole thing. Wow. It looks like they just use a 35 and, and just shot everything with that, which is, you know, kind of also kind of old school. Then you'd pick lenses maybe once in a while for a glamour shot or for, you know, shooting some conversation scene. But for the most part, all this action carried over in one lens and that's why everything cuts so well, partly. It's a really well-edited movie, but, I mean, just look at that car chase, for, for one thing. Warning from experience, do not suit Shoot women, women, especially, especially older, older from women below from ever. Below. Oh, well, um, you know, Stephen Jules, that's good advice. Um, however, people don't always follow it. I don't think you should shoot women, period. Oh, see, you mean photograph? Talk to me like that. Don't say things like that. You're gonna get people mad at you. Um, so um, plenty, plenty to enjoy here. I mean, I I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. Um, oh, I gotta say this: of all the movies we've seen this month so far about brothers, yeah, we're three in. This is the most brother vibe I got. This is where I feel I actually felt these guys were brothers. 
Yeah, we'll you wait know? until next week. Next week, you're really going to get that's the, the real truth is going to come out. But yeah. anyway, this just felt like they captured that casual, somewhat cruel, but completely loving relationship. Well, and the humor and stuff like when, yeah. when you get you and me and Adam and Jed all together in a room, the 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 level at which the humor and the the love expresses itself through insults and teasing yeah. and it's all yeah. there. it's a little I more physically violent in their case than it is for us but i love the well, scene where tyrese uh is throwing like 45 record spindles at them just like yeah. winging them across the room for five minutes and just for no reason actually this make this makes uh what adam and i used to do to each other when we were kids makes what they're doing in this movie look like child's play we used to beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you did. <laughs> it was really Man, horrible. I'll go sit at the other table. Are you in trouble? He's on the timeout. That was a great moment. Love that. Shabaka. Very Shabaka. Sent to sit at the kids' table. So oh, my it. gosh. Um, um, I want to also mention... Another really smart, fun, cool thing. You notice, okay, the end of the movie is is fun. I don't know if it if it's the most, um, you know, dynamic action ender that they could have figured out. But taking place out on that frozen lake in a whiteout, like or that you, ending of the movie. Okay, yeah. I got worried for a second because the other ending of the movie I hated. What was that? I give you three uh, bucks in this whole box of baby roofs. You see that house over there? Yeah. The the frozen lakes. I thought by the ending of the movie you meant the oh, we're all gonna work on the house together now. No, that they had to have that. They're gonna kill one of the brothers. They have to do that. You know that's happening. I mean they should I'm selling candy to raise money for my baseball team. We wanna buy new uniforms and equipment. Thanks. You get the hell out of here. Yeah. Plastic bag over the head. I love it. Anyway, that's a damn beautiful sound. <coughs> the noir <laughs> twist. I've been trying to get this point out for 10 minutes. I'm not I'm you know what? I'm not going to even now I'm going to No, I'm going to listen. I want to no, hear not, it. I don't and now I don't even want to say it. So I'm no, not saying it. Please. I'll give you what, 5 Who are you? Who are you in the movie? Who am I? Oh, no, I want to hear the point. I don't want to because it's going to sound awful when I say it. I just no, realized it. No, well, I'm not going down. I'm not taking the bait. I'm not doing it. Who are you in the movie? I'm not going to talk anymore until you tell me. No. All right. Who are you in the movie? Don't apologize. <laughs> exactly. Um, I am. Uh, you're the bartender at the bar where they go to get the drink. I don't even remember that part so obviously it's me you're right the tough, the tough guy bartender who's like looming and looming and looming and then helps them out like oh that guy oh, okay i okay. like that all right okay i am the bad councilman who has to sit at the kitty table <laughs> Barry Shabaka. yeah that's the, the other table for a while that's the I role actually, i would get cast in um I had you there for a while. Where did you end me up at? Um, you, I, I think you're uh, Kenneth Walsh. 
Yeah, I could see that. And what about um, who are you? I'm t- I'm uh, Tony Napo, Charlie. Which one was he? He is uh, the Italian guy who's in Juvitella G4's crew with the, the oh spinach chin and the <laughs> okay. that guy recasting. That's it. Me, me, and you. That's that's it. No, I mean you didn't recast the whole. I didn't. Movie I didn't. Re- I didn't recast it. It was okay. too. It's too soon. Two thousand and five. They'd cast the same. They would cast they the same guys. The same okay. <laughs> How would you watch this movie? I think the best place to watch this is on a on a, on a late, uh, like a midnight train from Chicago to, you know, Salt Lake City or something. Okay. Like an Amtrak. All right. I said in a vacant lot in Hamtramck, which is a, a you know, Hamtramck. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, a rough suburb of Detroit. Oh, Second I know it well. Detroit. Yeah. Hamtramck. Yes. Oh, the old days at Hamtramck. Yeah. Yes. A vacant lot in Hamtramck while it's snowing lightly, passing a, a fifth of Evan Williams back and forth. Why not have a giant burning oil drum? Can that, well, you would well. need that. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Great. Yeah. Great. Uh, double That's... feature? Uh, Sons of Katie Elder. I, I actually want to do that and see them both together. Like, okay. for real. I said Sons of Katie Elder is too obvious. So I think the th- production of The Three Sisters with Olivier, Alan Bates, Joan Plowright, and Derek Jacobi. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> I like that. I I would see that. I would definitely see that. <laughs> Pretty horrible. Um, no, I like that. I wish I'd come up with something creative like that. I just I don't know why I couldn't recast it. I guess because I think they'd all still be in it. I said um, just he was talking about Kinina Uh oh. I, I said you, me, Adam, and Jed. Should do that's really kind of a white interpretation of this, I gotta say. I don't well, think that's gonna happen. No, I yeah, but I it, at least we're brothers. All right. <laughs> Look, if my brother. Well, I'm not saying I won't do it, but <laughs> you know we're getting recast. Yes, we're definitely getting recast. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh, so next week we round this out, the Punching Brothers. Punching Brothers, we uh, we're finishing off with a kind of a a, a less um a feel good movie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> the ultimate feel good movie. Um, we're doing Dead Ringers, uh, which is um, it's part of the Punching Brothers series, but it isn't real. It, it's not. It's 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 worse than punching let's put it's it that worse way. than punching it's yeah. it's um if you are uh faint of heart do Don't. not watch this movie if you are faint of heart cancel your subscription to this show well, this isn't necessarily of yours where i'm from friendo yeah yeah just you don't want to see it just cancel this yeah. move on you don't want to see dead ringers it is david cronenberg uh at his most artful perhaps and um and never more disturbing than this no very 
very upsetting. Oh, I haven't seen Crimes of the Future, so I hear that will definitely, you know, give Disturbing a run for its money. Oh, okay. Well, is this show on? Have we been recording? Is it on? Did did yeah. we stream this show? Oh yeah. Did was anybody here? And did this we? Went, this went out onto the air, onto the airways. <laughs> wow. Oh, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Oh, Bobby. Uh, <laughs> oh it's so embarrassing. So uh, next week, please you know, come Bobo's back. are one of the safest cars out there. What are we doing an ad for? Are we getting uh, paid by Volvo for product placement now? We have did to make, now. Did you? Make, now we have to. Money? Otherwise, they were they will cancel us. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, goat. Um. Uh, all right. So next week, um, you want to make a bet that this was the only film that Mark Wahlberg's been in that also had a Volvo in it. I, uh, I would actually think about making that bet. You know, Volvo's are one of the safest cars out there. I actually loved that sequence when they were being sort of pretending to be cool with the police and doing that whole the whole thing jimmy con and and dad thing yeah. yeah yeah i liked that a lot andre 3000 making the getaway with a duffel bag full of cash is great yeah why is it that any musician <sighs> that you could name is going to be a better actor than any actor you could name who's playing a musician yeah that's true why is Andre 3000 so good? Like, why? There's no reason for that. He's just, he's a musical artist. Yeah. And he's also so a fine actor. Much, yeah. And so much better than the, the previous model, Andre 2000. The Andre 2000 was not nearly as good. It's a step up. Yeah. It's if, a step if up. If you're going to get one, you want to get I think the Andre 2000 was CeeLo Green, in fact. <laughs> okay. You just won the episode. <laughs> you won the episode right there. And on that note, come watch the show next week. Dead Ringer, 1988, Jeremy Irons, jean Vieve directed by David Cronenberg. I hope you all have a very nice evening. Yes. It's the only line he had. Let's roll the credits. Talking about cocktails that are stylish, movies great or phony, and how Tony should win, and Matthew, and Matthew should win, and Tony. But in the meantime, talking about film in the meantime, the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to ArkinBros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.